This episode of Hungry for Hawks Talk podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. This weekend's UFC is sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, look, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, pile up the points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hungry for Hawks Talk podcast coming at you. Handing on to Kane again. Lots of head fakes there trying to shake Demon. Threw it in front. They, oh my, it rattled around and it kicked on back and it scores! We saw no light. We saw no signal. And we're not sure if they've set a signal of a goal yet. But they are celebrating at the other end of the ice. What chaos! Network. Welcome to Hungry for Hawks Talk podcast. Moving into our episode today, uh, this is a very, very important conversation that I want to have that I think all Blackhawks fans should also think about uh, and really, you know, try to delve into it to, to figure out what this really means for the organization, for, for you as a person as well. Um, I have a longtime friend of the show, Johnny B., Jonathan Boron, uh, on with me as well. And uh, in light of the Washington Redskins changing their name and the Cleveland Indians confirming that they will be changing their name in 2021. And for those Canadian listeners, the Edmonton Eskimos are also changing their name. Yes, that's right. (laughs) That's right. So in light of all that, we wanted to, Johnny and I wanted to have a conversation about what this means and how a indigenous person feels about these types of changes in the world. So, uh, Johnny B, let's uh, we'll, we'll get you to introduce yourself, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Grant, and thanks for having me. Uh, this is a really important conversation. Uh, I think, in light of all of the changes uh, that other teams are making, I think uh, within the NHL, um, it's a good good time to kind of reconsider um, our thoughts and feelings around this situation. Um, so quickly, I'm just going to locate myself. Um, I'm a mixed heritage uh, Haudenosaunee, uh, also known as Iroquois, and within that, uh, within that confederacy from the Cayuga Nation. I'm also um, German, Polish, and Irish. And uh, I grew up uh, just outside uh, my reserve at Six Nations of the Grand River on land that has been under a land claim now for since as long as I've been born. 
And my research uh, looks at uh, resource development and resource extraction in indigenous lands and territories and indigenous governance over, uh, over those types of projects. So I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm any sort of expert in this and I don't think uh, I'm just one indigenous voice in uh, a myriad of indigenous voices uh, on this topic. Uh, so <laughs> as, as, I would, as I would caution others, it's like, oh, my Indigenous friend uh, said this, so it's okay. Uh, no, your Indigenous friend is one Indigenous voice. Um, and uh, as I've been taught, all, indi- all different types of voices have standing. So um, it's important to listen to those that, are, that need to be heard uh, the most. And with that, I would, I would direct our thoughts towards the, the Sac and Fox Nation community where Blackhawk is from. But I guess uh, before we get into that, we can, uh, Grant can give us a little bit of a background on um, the situation itself. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, John, for jumping on. And uh, I do appreciate you jumping on and talking about this with me. And John really hit the nail on the head there. These are just our opinions. They do not reflect in any way what the Sac and Fox Nation feel about this. We don't really know how they feel. Um, we haven't found, at least I haven't found anything online about a, a, an address or, or a, a point of view from the Sac and Fox Nation. We just feel it's important to have these conversations so that, you know, there's, there's more knowledge out there. And I think that's the biggest thing is that a lot of people may not feel that, that they're stereotyping or um, or being racist or, or anything like that. A, a lot of that is just, they don't know any better. And having these conversations allows us all to expand our perspectives and expand our horizons in um, knowing how to treat people, how to ch- talk to people. Um, so this is a very important conversation that we, that we want to have today. Uh, so with the Blackhawks, I think it's important to note that uh, this is according to their website as well. Um, and this is, of course, on, on Wikipedia, that the Chicago Blackhawks was named in honor of the U.S. 86th Infantry Division, which itself was nicknamed the Blackhawk Division after the Chief Blackhawk and the team's founder, Frederick McLaughlin, served in that division, the 86th Infantry Division. Uh, and that's when he decided to name the team after Blackhawk the Chief. Now, Blackhawk was the leader of the Sauk Nation who sided with the British in the War of 1812 and uh, later attempted to regain tribal land in the Blackhawk War of 1832. So that's just a little bit of background about uh, why the team was named the Blackhawks. And I I believe uh, in our research, we found that uh, the original logo was actually drawn. It was created, yeah, drawn or created by uh, McLaughlin's wife. Yeah. Um, and we don't have a, uh, a recorded picture of, of, uh, Blackhawk. We just have illustrations of him, obviously, um, from that long time ago. I, did they even have pictures back then? They had like <laughs> those sure. weird, like, flash, yeah, uh, anyway. The flash. <laughs> They're <laughs> hiding, hiding under the blanket. Yeah. 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 That thing. Yeah. That, that was back there. Right? Anyway. So that's important to know. That's just um, something that I feel all Blackhawks fans should know about the history of the team and the history of the name. And to their credit, the Hawks do have Blackhawks story posted on their website at NHL.com slash Blackhawks. 
you can find all this information under community initiatives and there's a, a tab there called the legacy of black hawk now in response to the cleveland indians and the washington redskins changing their names ceo danny wirtz released a statement earlier in december saying that i respect the decision the cleveland indians made to go down that path but we continue to deepen our commitment to upholding our namesake and our brand the work we've been doing over the last several months and expanding and deepening conversations and partnerships within the native community we continue to feel really positive about the types of work we can do the way in which we can be better stewards of the namesake and the history and to use our platforms to be educators not only for our fans but for our internal teams making sure that we provide the reverence and respect that we talk about. But we want it to come to life in everything we do across so many dimensions, both from a marketing standpoint, from a learning and education standpoint, and from, by all means, a community standpoint in ways in which we have integrated Native voices into a lot of those efforts. So we're going to continue down this path, which is to keep their name and their logo, uh, and continue to hold our brand up in the highest levels of honor. Now, it's important to note that the American Indian Center, which uh, is in Chicago, um, they're located in Albany Park, Chicago community area. Um, they withdrew ties, I guess support it would be. Um, they ended all ties to the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, Hawks they ended their, their partnership with them. Yeah, in, in 2019. Yeah. Stating that they will no longer affiliate in quotations, with organizations that perpetuate stereotypes through the use of Indian mascots. Um, the AIC noted in its statement that they previously held a relationship with the Chicago Blackhawks Foundation with the intention of educating the general public about American Indians and the use of logos and mascots. The AIC, along with members of the community, have since decided to end this relationship and stated that going forward, AIC will have no professional ties with the Blackhawks or any other organization that perpetuates harmful stereotypes. Okay, so what have the Blackhawks been doing when Danny Wirtz says that um, they want to continue their commitment commitment to upholding the namesake and the brand? The Hawks have uh, have banned fans from wearing Native American style headdresses and doing war chants at the United Center. They recently instituted programming related to Indian culture, such as adding educational resources, forming artist partnerships and introducing a land acknowledgement, which recognizes local indigenous peoples and their traditional territories in a formal statement that will be read at home games and other public events. Uh, now again, to the Blackhawks credit, they do have this stuff all listed on their, uh, on their website. They had profiles listed on their website, um, profiling uh, Native American uh, artists and education programs and uh, like fundraising programs and and everything like that, but we we heard uh, we heard a little snicker from Johnny B there when we uh, mentioned that uh, they would be introducing a land acknowledgement. So uh, why don't uh, why don't we start there and um, we'll we'll start with uh, with Johnny's thoughts. Uh, it everything that they're doing is just seems very surface level, uh, very P, like commitment to PR rather than making any sort of real um, contribution to the indigenous community in and around Chicago and Illinois. Um, I mean, land acknowledgements are, uh, I mean, 
uh, at the very bare minimum, you are acknowledging that you are on someone else's land. You have taken this land from someone at the very bare minimum. So like, <laughs> okay. And what, and what are we doing about that? Um, and so, yeah. So my question is what, what is Chicago actually doing about it? And it seems as though their, com their commitment isn't a two way consensual relationship. Um, you can see that by the American Indian Center withdrawing their partnership and going, I'm reading a little bit about the, with their statement, I like added on um, the AIC um, with their statement uh, said that we see this as a necessary, as a necessary step to sustain a safe, wel welcoming environment for members of our community, the indigenous community, as well as protecting our cultural identity and traditions. So with that, I just want to say that indigenous people are not mascots and that that's basically what it comes down to um, and why the AIC removed their, their or ended their relationship um, because the Blackhawks organization is deepening their commitment to maintaining this logo of a Native American mascot. Um, essentially is what I got from their statement. They're deepening their commitment to maintaining that. So, and uh, going back a little bit about um, where they talk about how they're honors, honoring the legacy of Sock Chief Black Hawk. Uh, I, I don't see anywhere how they're honoring his legacy um, in that if they understood what Black Hawk was fighting for in the, in the War of 1812, he was fighting for the British against American settlement. He was fighting to protect uh, indigenous lands and territories from American encroachment. And so I don't think, I don't think the Blackhawks organization uh, supports that ideal. I don't think the Blackhawks organization is doing anything to promote indigenous sovereignty in the way that Blackhawk would, would find appropriate. And so essentially what I see is them lifting up this, this symbol of this man as some sort of trophy of this dead conquered Indian and saying, yes, we are honoring his legacy. He was a, such a brave Indian warrior, but they, they're not like, that's not his story. That's not his, his, well, I mean, he is a brave Indian indigenous warrior, but they're getting the story all wrong and they're not promoting that, that actual legacy is, is kind of my interpretation of, of the situation. So that's kind of where I sit in terms of the logo itself depending on who you speak to black hawk itself is not uh, deemed a, a racial slur not in the way that redskins or indians are but uh, a lot of people have issues with it a lot of people have issues with the logo itself and with that i, I would i would just say what's what's going back to the american indian center's um comment uh about how the decision to end this relationship is about sustaining a safe, welcoming environment for all their members of their community. And so even if, even if some may find it not offensive, others do. So why don't we be more inclusive and change the logo so that everyone can, can enjoy it and be a part of this community? And yeah, you, you, you can go. Well, I just, I just wanted to touch on that point where you were saying that there is a distinction between a derogatory title and something that may not be derogatory. So obviously I think there's, there's a consensus that 
there's a huge distinction, and this is actually uh, from Scott Seipolt, an executive counsel for the American Indian Center. Um, I'm not sure if that's how recent that is. This is, again, from Wikipedia. But his statement was, there is a consensus among us that there's a huge distinction between a sports team called the Redskins, depicting Native people as red, screaming, ignorant savages, and a group like the Blackhawks, who are honoring Blackhawk, a true Illinois historical figure. Now, again, I, I don't know how, how old that statement was, um, mm-hmm. considering the American Indian Center has pulled and cut ties uh, from the Blackhawks initiatives. But I, I think that is an important distinction, that the reason why Chicago Blackhawks have been able to, um, I don't want to say get away with, but is it getting away? It's, it's getting away with it's a, it. It's, it's certainly appropriating. Yeah, right? Like yeah. They, they are getting away with it because... They're, they're an original six team. They've had this name since their inception, since the league came into inception. Um, it's one of those classic logos that it's just, it's, it's, it's deemed a classic logo. And uh, <laughs> I don't think that's, I don't think that's a, a good enough excuse because times change, obviously. And like you said, if, if there are people who feel that, they are being discriminated against because of this logo, because of this mascot, um, not even the mascot, but the logo and the name, I should say, then we should figure out a way to, to be inclusive and, and, and maybe change the name. Cause I, I know it's been this way for a long time, but like I said, times change and we need to learn to move with the times. Another statement from Joe Podlasik. This was in 2010. He says that the stance is very clear. We want the Chicago Blackhawks logo to change. Uh, for us, that's one of our grandfathers. Would you do that with your grandfather's picture? Take it and throw in a rug, walk on it and dance on it. You know, when you look at it from that lens, from that perspective, you can see why people feel the way they do. But yeah, that's just what I wanted to touch on. So if you had something else. Uh, yeah. To keep yeah. Your comment about uh, the, I guess the crux on of the, of the, of the issue being on whether or not it is offensive and Blackhawk itself as a name being offensive or the logo itself being offensive. I think there's like a, a deeper understanding here on why the logo itself is problematic um, that I'd like to kind of touch on. Mm-hmm. So in, in his book, The Inconvenient Indian by Thomas King, he, he brings up this idea of the dead Indian, this concept of the dead Indian. He talks about dead Indians, live Indians, and legal Indians. And when he talks about dead Indians, uh, he says, dead Indians are most often not actually dead. They are living people who are seen by whites to conform to a well-worn stereotype built on war bonnets, beaded shirts, fringed deerskin, and dresses. Dead Indians are everywhere, everywhere in rodeos, powwows, movies, and television commercials and I would say our sports logos. So what he's basically saying here is this appropriated symbol, this caricature, this stereotype, is what most mainstream people see Indigenous people as. And so it's essentially erasing contemporary indigeneity. It's commodifying, commodifying indigeneity and creating this understanding of Indigenous peoples as, as this frozen in time thing of the past which is is not true it's not who we are and often I've, i think you have a quote grant about 
how and, and growing up i also got this because i'm 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 white facing i'm i'm, I'm white skinned i get i get i often would get and still get comments you can't be indigenous you don't look you don't look like it, an indigenous person um because you're white and i would say that indigenous people are all all shades of colors yeah um and so like this is this is it's just perpetuating this stereotype of indigeneity that isn't true and that's why the logo itself is problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Because you, what you're essentially doing is you're painting a picture with a broad stroke, right? Like you're saying with these caricatures of dead Indians, if we can use um, the Thomas uh, King's words, Thomas King's yeah. words um, you're depicting that as an entire group of people when they really don't look the same. I mean, if... I'm going to locate myself. I am Chinese. I'm hundred percent Chinese. I took a 23 and me test. I'm like, I'm Asian. I'm hundred percent Chinese <laughs> and I look Chinese. Some people think yeah. I'm Japanese, but like y- you don't want to be painted by that broad stroke where, like you said, people are like, Oh, you can't be native American or indigenous. You don't look like that. Um, but that's because that's what you think they look like. Like Thomas King said, um, because of the caricatures of dead Indians that we grew up seeing in, in TV commercials and in, in, in sports logos now and uh, with, with, uh, with all of that. And this quote is from Vincent Schilling, who is a um, Akwasasne Mohawk. I'm sorry if I, if I said that wrong. No, that's right. Akwasasne. So this was, uh, he's from Virginia and uh He said of the former Washington Redskins, he said that they launched similar initiatives to what the Blackhawks have have been doing. And I do want to also highlight that the the Hawks have done, well, according to Joe Podlasek, CEO of, um, oh, he's now the Trickster Cultural Center in Schaumburg. He said earlier that this year that his partnership with the Hawks over the last decade has greatly improved fans' awareness and sensitivity to Native American issues. His statement is, it's been a great relationship about cultural understanding, having our Native veterans as part of their veterans on the ice. And Podlasek is Ojibwe and Polish. This was a statement that he mentioned in July. And he said that they've been doing so much behind the scenes. So according to their website, as multiple government records show, Native Americans serve in the United States military at a higher rate than any other demographic. The Chicago Blackhawks are proud to recognize our nation's Native American veterans including many who have been honored on the ice during the national anthem over the past 10 years as part of the team's military salutes program. So I guess that's what they've been working with, with the Trickster Cultural Center over. They've been working on uh, within Trickster's Wall of Honor, which is one of the first exhibits inside their gallery that focuses on the importance of dialogue and recognizing Native American veterans. So they are doing some things, mm-hmm. but what it comes down to, according to Vincent Schilling, is if we're going back to what the Washington Redskins were doing, they launched similar initiatives, such as starting a charitable foundation to help Native American communities. But four months after they changed their name, they're now the Washington Football Club. Football team. Football team, sorry. <laughs> yeah. They withdrew financial support for the nonprofit. So that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're not saying that the Chicago Blackhawks would do this. Uh, I think that they're run better than that. 
uh, I, I do believe that the Wirtz family um, are upstanding citizens. I mean, I, they haven't done anything um, that, to my knowledge, has has been that shitty, for lack of a better term. <laughs> but according to Vincent Schilling, which who is again an Aquasasni Mohawk, this is a statement from him. He said, "I appreciate sports teams attempting to reach out to native folks and talk to them, but what it really boils down to for them is." We're not going to change the name. The -hmm. bottom line for these teams is we're not going to change the name right now until it costs us money. And if we're looking at the Washington football team, that's pretty much what happened. And Schilling does acknowledge that some in the Native American community don't find the name Blackhawks to be derogatory, like we've been saying. He joined other advocates who have called for the team to discontinue using the face-painted, feather-wearing mascot that adorns the front of the Hawk sweater. Another statement from Schilling, the, that Indian head has got to go. Just stop. I'm not a caricature. I'm just tired of these consistent arguments that are just long-winded, lengthy justifications to stereotype Native people. No matter how many words you throw at something, the bottom line is you're still stereotyping Native people with a big Indian cartoon head on a jersey. People still walk up to me and say, you don't look Native American because of those pictures. Yeah, I think that's precisely my the the opinion I hold as well. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not too I'm not too chuffed over the name itself, Blackhawk. Um, but I the logo itself, I think uh, I would like like to see it changed. Right, that's kind of, just kind of where I sit. Now, Schilling also says, "I'm not cutting down the athletes. I'm not cutting down the camaraderie. I'm not cutting down." the wonderful times you may have shared with fellow friends or family at a game. I'm asking people to separate these concepts of camaraderie and excitement and sharing of the win by your team, separate that from the racially insensitive connotations of the team's name and or stereotypical logos of native people. The two are not part of the same pile. So you look at that from that perspective and you can understand where they're coming from and, and, and why this is such an important issue. It's not just about the Chicago Blackhawks as a team. It's about an entire group, an entire community of people who are just as entitled to their opinions as you are if you're listening to this. Um, you obviously will have a certain opinion of this. Everybody has an entitlement to their opinion. But I believe that when we are looking at something that is so essential to a group's identity, to a group of people's identity, um, mm-hmm. we need to take that into account and, and listen to what these people have to say and what their feelings are on the matter. Do you have anything else to add there, Johnny? No, I think you, I think you summarized that up really well. And, and like, I, it wouldn't be, so difficult to change the logo i think i i don't know if i i'm sure i'm sure blackhawks fans have seen this there's a, a logo out there um by an ojibwe artist uh, mike ivel uh who has reimagined uh the blackhawks logo into a beautiful design um of a hawk's head uh so taking taking the blackhawks more literally and it's literally a black hawks a black hawk head um, as the logo and it's and it maintains the color scheme and the patterns and it's beautiful and I think that would be a great logo to, uh, for Blackhawks to to take on mm-hmm. 
Do you want to say the name again so that uh, our listeners can look that up? If, yeah, it's uh, an Ojibwe artist, uh, Mike Ivel. He created this this logo. So just Google Google him. What's the last name? Ivel. Ivel. I V A L L. Mike Ivel Blackhawks. And yeah, yeah you can there's look a at there's it. a Chicagoist article on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it's out there. Um, a few a few junior and minor league teams. In, in Ontario have kind of adopted this logo as well. So it's like, it's a thing that exists. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It looks, it looks really good. It changes, it changes, exactly. It changes the mascot so that uh, indigenous peoples are no longer the center focus of, of the black hockey uh, team organization. Mm. So everybody out there, there is an article on the Chicagoist uh, this was way back in 2015. So five years ago, this has been out there. Something that obviously, again, we should all be looking into. And um, this, I don't know if you want to get into this now, but I, I figure, why not? This this brings up another... Um, oh, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call it an issue. It's not... Uh, well, no, it is an issue. It is an issue because it, it, yeah. it, has, it has economical ramifications for the community yeah. as well. Right. So like, but, but we want to be careful here because we'll, we'll describe the situation. <laughs> Recently, Vancouver Canucks goaltender Braden Holtby got into trouble because he was trying to honor the native American community within the Vancouver area by having a new design on his mask and it was a thunderbird or was it uh uh i think it was a thunderbird it It might have been a thunderbird yeah but where he went wrong it it was a good it was a good gesture but where he went wrong was that he commissioned a swedish artist to uh, come up with the design and um and make the mask so when he released the picture of it there was huge backlash from from the uh, Vancouver community, because this was seen as an act of is is it appropriation? One hundred percent appropriation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm not like I'm not an artist by any right, um, but having lived in the Pacific Northwest for a little while, um, I've come to like appreciate uh, uh, Coastalish designs, and uh, I know that there's like very strict rules around form lines and protocol and of, 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 of different, of different um, designs. Mm -hmm. And so just like having a Swedish person, uh, Swedish artist create this, like it's like, you can tell it's 100% um, appropriated and it's, it is not by a Coast Salish artist. (laughs) So, so yeah, so that's, that's a problem and why it has economic ramifications, obviously, is that these people, if you're commissioning art from a different country, uh, you're taking business away from local workers who are actually better suited to making the art under the guidelines that, uh, that John had just laid out there. So he has since fixed it, right? He, he actually went out and found an artist who, who would be able to, to do it for him. Has he? Right? I think he, well, maybe he hasn't, but I think he was. I think that's, that's, the, that's the plan. Yeah, he's come out. He's apologized. Yeah, I mean, this that's the thing is, like, I think this is a really good story about learning. Yeah, um, and growing from from this type of situation, right? 
Um, yeah. Pulpy says, I wanted to make sure I apologize to anyone I offended. It was definitely not his intent. Um, and he definitely learned a valuable lesson through all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll make sure he'll do better moving forward. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, and uh, I think it's, I think it's great if you're, if you're um, commissioning indigenous artists to create, to create things like that um, because you're showcasing indigenous artists and their work and it's and indigenous art. And it's like, it, it's beautiful. Um, and I think it's a really good um, uh, relationship that you can develop out of that. Um, yeah, but I think absolutely. also, also from this situation, there's like, it spurred um, more concerns around, <laughs> around the Canucks logo itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you want to get into that. Yeah, if 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 you if you have some thoughts on that, definitely. Well, we we can jump into that. I just wanted to to quickly say also that the whole situation with Holtby too. I mean, this just goes back to showing to, to what we were saying earlier, right? Like a lot of people just don't realize that that they're doing something wrong. And like you said, I I think that was like the perfect learning moment because you know nobody really got too angry with him. They were just saying like, hey, like you can't do this, and this is the reason why. And I think that's the, the most important part is, you know, not freaking out when someone tells you you're doing something wrong, just understanding like, Oh, okay, well, okay. So, so I have done something that has offended somebody else instead of freaking out and saying, no, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, you know, like I, I, blah, 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 coming up with some type of excuse, listen to the person and understand why they felt the way they felt and move on from there, right? If it, was, if it was something stupid, like, oh, like, you took my parking spot. Okay, dude, like, calm down. It's, it's not a big deal. Sorry, like, that's fine. But like, I, you know, that's just an example. But when it's, it's something this important, you, you need to understand that, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not just a parking spot, <laughs> if I can use <laughs> the example that I was just saying. Um, this is something that's important to people. And... Yeah you know, you need to, to, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but you know, it, it's important to, to, to listen to people and, and understand what you said, why that offended somebody, if you offended somebody. Yeah. It's, I think it's, for it's me, the way to grow as a person. Exactly. I think for me, it's, it comes down to relationship and um, what you are trying to develop in terms of your relationship with that community. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, his intention was to, I guess, honor the Coastalish peoples and he made a mistake and learned from it and moving up, moving forward, he's going to do it in, in a good way, in the right way. Yeah. And I think that's, that's fundamentally the key. And I think from conversations I've read on Twitter over uh, the Vancouver Canucks uh, logo situation, from what I understand and see, the Canucks organization has a very good relationship with the Squamish and the Musqueam and the Tsleil-Waututh people of which um, Vancouver sits on uh, their territory. So from what I understand, the relationship is, is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think I also read on there too, that um, there was some miscommunication too. You got to be careful with Canucks Twitter as well. Cause that's just uh, like, that's a fucking, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a yeah that's a black hole there um but 
Yeah, I, I think what that stemmed from was that the Canucks released a statement on behalf of the Sailors and Squamish nations. Yeah. Without their like, okay, like they hadn't fully exactly read the full statement yet, but there obviously was a miscommunication and the release, the statement was released early. And what the Aboriginal community was saying was that, oh, like we, we, we don't approve of that message because we didn't actually read it. We didn't have a time, a chance yeah, yeah, to yeah. fully read it. So that's why we don't approve of it. But then everybody's like, oh, like they don't approve of the Vancouver Canucks uh, <laughs> statement. So they, they, that must mean that they need to change their name. No, no. Listen, <laughs> this goes back, listen to what they're saying. And they have since come back and said, our relationship with the Akalini family and the Vancouver Canucks as an organization is still strong. And I, I think they're okay with the logo being the way it is. Mm from my understanding yeah. um, and from what I read about it as well. So uh, yeah, that more than illustrates the point that I was trying to make. I think we all just need to, to listen more. Yeah. And, and to, to bring this back to, uh, I guess the topic of our podcast is um, what, um, what are the thoughts of the, of the Sack and Fox uh, nations around the Blackhawks logo? I, I think that those are maybe the people we should be listening to the most. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, if, if there, if there is someone out there listening and you are a part of the Sack and Fox nation, um, we would love to talk to you. Wouldn't we, John? Yeah. 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 That'd be, that'd be really, really good. Us <laughs> no name experts would, would love to, <laughs> we'd love to chat with you. I mean, this is an important issue. And it's something that's obviously not going to go away until, until they um, change the logo. So it's something that we all will have to uh, think about and, and, and read about in, in the coming years. And um, by the way, the, the, the talk of communication needs to go both ways too. It's not just, you know, one side listening to the other and compromising all the time. You have to be able to listen to both sides of the argument. Um, and then together come to a solution that works for everybody. Be more inclusive and listen to each other. That's, that's, that's the biggest way to, I think, combat any type of well, racism. I think that's the best way to combat racism um, is to gain an understanding of different cultures by listening to each other um, and understanding what certain words mean to other people and why you should or should not use those words. That's something that I think we should all learn. And yeah, I, I think that's, that's the main point of this podcast yeah. episode, I should say. So anything else to, to add there, Johnny? That's all I got, man. Yeah, I think that's a good, uh, <laughs> I think that's a good, good point to, to end uh, the conversation. Well, not end, but to stop this episode. This episode. And hopefully <laughs> we'll continue to have more conversations in the future. Um, so again, this, uh, if you want to see the, um, according to Chicago is the culturally appropriate Blackhawks logo, look up Mike Ivel, I V A L L look him up on, on Google and, uh, just look up Mike Ivel Blackhawks and it'll show up on the, on the Google image search there. It is a very beautiful design and hopefully it's something that the organization has, has 
thought about and, and, you know, at least considered, but again, we don't know anything about that. So, uh, so yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, I, I hope you guys appreciated or, or, um, enjoyed this episode. So again, if, if you feel like you want your thoughts heard, please jump on, um, reach out. I'm at Hawks talk pod on Twitter, hungry for Hawks talk at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to, to continue this conversation. Johnny B, as always, you're beautiful. You're wonderful. Thank you for coming on the podcast again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Really good chat today. Absolutely. Love you, buddy. And uh, happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year to everybody out there. And uh, go Hawks go. We, yeah, let's go with the rebuild. Go Hawks go. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>